I know I wrote in just Sixers in there, but really I just need to then again shit yeah. on Adam Silver for just being such a fucking prick. Just an asshole. I cannot I can already see it in my head. We will be playing game seven in Brooklyn. And I will just be irate on my couch. I won't even be able to focus on the game. All I will say the entire time is this game should be in Philadelphia. It's not even like the conference finals either. It'll be the semis somehow. Yeah, we'll be playing fucking Milwaukee. Oh. Welcome back. This is episode 13 of Drunk Off PNR. I'm Eddie. I'm with my pal Aiden. And, you know, I hope everyone had a great all-star weekend except for Myers Leonard. Everyone else, hope you had a swell time. Fuck that guy, though. <laughs> uh, did not go well for him. I don't think it... Uh... Today was not his day, as no. we record. Yeah. No. Tuesday... March 9th, not a great day to be a dude named Myers. So happy anniversary. March 9th, just a great day for all time NBA screw ups. So mm-hmm. happy anniversary to happy anniversary to Rudy Gobert touching all the microphones as a joke about coronavirus, only to catch coronavirus and shut down all of sports. Yeah, and yeah. then fast forward one year later, uh Myers Leonard just getting caught on uh not even caught on a hot mic, just like flat out. That that's the point I want to get to. Yeah, he was like, I was about to say, like, he wasn't like someone hit a microphone in his house. No, he was just like, I'm live. Come watch. I'm I'm live. Come watch me shoot off slurs. So real quick, we will do the Myers Leonard thing because I think we have to, even though we don't really want to. And then uh, we want to recap the All Star Weekend really quickly. I think Mm -hmm. there's a few talking points there. We look ahead to the second half, teams to to look at, teams to watch. One team in particular, I assume you can probably guess because they made all the headlines this weekend, and they are start. It's starting to be scary hours. Scary hours pack dropped, and so did it for <laughs> the Brooklyn Nets. Um, and just some some things with some of the top contenders in the league we want to touch, right. and then obviously our TikTok at the end. But real quick, let's just do the Myers-Leonard conversation and get it over with. Uh, don't drop slurs ever. Yet. Yeah. Like, you know. <laughs> right. I mean, so if anyone didn't see today, Myers-Leonard was streaming. He was playing Call of Duty with some people. And he got killed. I'm not really sure what, like, led up to the situation. But he just, you know, you fucking bitch. Then he, like, paused for a second. Trying to figure out which slur he could use came up with not what I'm going to say, but it was a, uh, towards Jewish folk starts with a K and, um, he's an issue to an apology, Aiden, which obviously we all know that it comes from the heart. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry that I got caught. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was dumb enough to live stream myself being an absolute <laughs> piece of shit. Yeah. All right. So I have, I have two takes on this. I guess three, because I know you brought it up about how he kind of just like cycled through in his brain. So if yeah. you haven't watched the video, you can obviously find it. Um, 
he cycles, he like pauses and almost cycles through. You can see his brain choosing what insult <laughs> or slur he wanted to go with. It was like in NCAA, when you choose what uniform combo you want to be with Oregon. Right. It was that, but like what racial slur do I want to shoot off right now <laughs> in his brain? That's how you know that guy just like at home with just him and his wife and you know his dog or whatever he's got over there. They just like throw shit out. Like they don't have no... Yeah no clue about anything other than just like which which racial insensitive thing am i gonna say today <laughs> yeah um, myers went no with boundary. one about the jews today and what well, didn't go over too well it, it it was i am a big believer in optics and when you stand for the anthem in front of all of your black teammates who are going through a lot of pain and then you get caught saying a slur about members of the jewish faith optics are not on your side no um so just two quick takes about about this situation so you kind of brought it up before but i loved people being like myers leonard caught on a hot mic no he just <laughs> live streamed himself he promoted it it was just him playing video games a hot mic is when someone doesn't realize the microphone is on and they keep talking and they're not on camera and don't realize it he turned the camera on and the microphone on and then said everything. <laughs> it was all his doing. What an idiot. What an absolute idiot. His apology was hilarious, too. It was just like, I didn't even know what the word meant. Well, you knew it was an insult because of the words you used right before it. Yeah, like you knew it wasn't good. How about that? Like you knew you probably shouldn't have said it. Even if you didn't know the backstory, you probably knew not to say. Right. And then my other take, because I don't know when I'll ever get to say this again, because how often do we talk about Myers Leonard? Right. We might talk about the heat a little bit down the sure. road here. Uh, my other take, his wife's TikTok sucks and I hate it. <laughs> I hate his wife's TikTok. <laughs> Dude, it was so, I was scrolling through TikTok and I came across there like a couple of TikTok just like out of the blue today. <laughs> they're not good they're not good i hate the niche of tiktok where it's like the it's the running joke with the couples and they're just pretending to be sarcastic and they're like you know what i love about my husband or wife my you know what i love about my spouse when they leave their laundry all over the room and i'm like yeah i don't care like you signed <laughs> up to marry that not me i don't want to watch tick i go on tiktok to see some mountain that i've never been to and probably will never go to right. or somebody's dog or to watch highlights of, of some incredible dunk from 12 years ago. Nobody gives a fuck about like your, your spousal issues in the bedroom because they don't fold their laundry. Just that's the dumbest portion of TikTok that there is. Right. I'm on TikTok so I can see like the north of Italy and how beautiful it is. And no, I'll never be able to go there. That's why yeah, I want to see a, I want to see a coast of an ocean that I can't afford to get to. Right. Exactly. I'm trying <laughs> to see Myers Croatia. Not fucking Myers <laughs> Oh, what is just a terrible family. Yeah, Myers Leonard's wife. Why don't we just go outside and show us what it looks like in Miami that day? There's something I'd actually want to see. I don't right. want to see that Myers Leonard leaves his shoes around the house. I don't care. It, just right. don't. it, it was really nice out in New Hampshire today. It was 50. So you go fuck yourself, wow. okay? <laughs> God. It was 60 here. Wow. Oh, okay. Nice. We're warming up, guys. Warm. Springtime. <laughs> springtime. All-star weekend. Fuck. Boom. Immediately spring. Like Groundhog's Day. Uh, do you have anything? Do you have another take about Myers Leonard being no. a piece of shit? No. <laughs> All right. So let's move on to the All Star game, uh, where Adam Silver is a piece of shit. 
I have I will absolutely have to get into me going to war with him. I don't have to do it right now. Right. We can we can do like actual takeaways of the game before I just unload on that sure. fucking prick. <laughs> before we talk about how shitty Adam Silver is as a commissioner. I'm glad that I've come full circle on this. I'm just fully on your side now. Or just like, fuck this guy. Because, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, if you watch our first couple um, episodes, I was like defending Adam Silver. No more. Mm-mm. Fuck that old guy. Um, but the All-Star game. I want to start with the skills challenge. That's how the day started. Why okay. do we do Why do we do that? <laughs> That's not where I thought you were going. No, um, why, do we, why do we do this? <laughs> it's so I bad. Don't know. Every time is not know. good. <laughs> They replaced it's, it one year with like horse, I think. And it was like Katie versus Rondo in the finals. That was at least kind of cool. I don't care about the skills challenge. I think they can make a f- more fun skills challenge. Like I don't want to see them throw a ball through a hoop. Because I think I could throw a bounce pass through a hoop. Yeah. And that's it. I want to see them do things that I can't do. So I think that yeah. like obstacle course thing that they do is kind of boring. Well, also, Chris and, Paul is missing a wide open layup. It was a tough it's second year in a row, by the way. He's missed a wide open layup in the skills challenge yeah it, it also it just seemed like they well everybody mailed it in this year because no one actually wanted to be there right. which i think is my main theme coming up with the adam silver rant <laughs> yes <laughs> but no i mean i think it's a very solid third filler activity where when it's done on a friday night to get the night started you don't hate it because you know what it is. It's a bronze medal thing. Yeah. It is not the. It'll never be the main event. It's just like something to do as people yeah. fill in their seats. Like when you go to a concert. Here's a perfect example. When you go to a concert, does the main act go on like right away? Not right. Like the the people on his label that you don't really know about are going to go on first, and yeah. then you're going to see the main event. So I think that's what the skills competition is. Yeah, that's a good. It's- it's nice when you put it that way, but I just don't want to watch it. It's pretty, it's just that simple. <laughs> I just don't care for it. Uh, I feel like they're, I don't know what, but there's something they could do in place of the skills challenge that is actually entertaining. I know in the past, you know, there's like the celebrity game, but that doesn't replace the skills challenge. And obviously they couldn't do it this year. Um, the legends game or not, you know, quote unquote game, where they just like, who can make a free throw? Who can make a three? And then who can make, a half court shot the fastest that doesn't do it for me dominique wilkins airball on half court shots doesn't get the juices flowing sorry uh, there is something they can do i don't know what it is i'd rather just nothing be there maybe maybe you just do flat out rookie rookie uh sophomore game go straight into three-point contest uh, yeah i wouldn't hate that i wouldn't hate that because no one actually cares about that game you know, like no, no, like you you show up to watch whatever like guy who will it's his only year in it because next year he'll probably play in the All Star game because he's like right. eighteen so he's still gonna do it and by nineteen he'll probably be in the he'll be just in the regular All Star game so right yeah I think it's like, the only reason you watch and I think they changed it from rookie and sophomore to um, USA versus right but it's like the younger world. players I think I'd rather go back to rookie sophomore but. I, yeah, I'd much rather yeah. them do that. And obviously, because COVID, they didn't do that. But well, I guess not really that obvious because they had the fucking every other event. But yeah, I, mm-hmm. let's let's get rid of the skills competition. I hate it. I really hate it. And that's all I have to say about it. It's bad. 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 <laughs> that unfortunately challenge. might not be good. like a repetitive theme. Now, 
say something nice about All-Star Weekend, I can combine the next two events into one topic. Uh, Here's how you fix the dunk contest. Have people worth watching in the dunk contest. Because I... I have come. I think the three-point competition is the most fun part of the weekend. Every okay. year, and part of it's just because there's been some suspense. The last two years, it's come down to the last ball, mm-hmm. where it's like if you go in, you win. Winner, like it's literally right. like a buzzer beater. So, but this year, everybody who was in the three-point contest was also an all-star, right. and like if Devin Booker was there, that would have been awesome. Like seeing mm-hmm. Devin Booker and Steph Curry in a three-point competition is awesome. Like, I'm watching the best shooters on the freaking planet. And, like, your guys, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, are in it. like, these are people, like, I want to watch because they have name value. Mm-hmm. That's what's lacking in the dunk contest. Because yeah. a lot of people have had the take. Nobody's impressed by dunks anymore because we've, we've seen every dunk that there can be done. We've seen, like, I can watch Zion's hoop mixtape and Andrew Wiggins hoop next date from high school. And it's just like, I've seen every dunk possible and I've seen them in games. What's going to do it is, is people who get you excited. If you're have NBA league pass, you're going to turn this game on to watch this said player. If they're in the dunk contest, you're going to watch. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. The dunk contest stunt. I did. I did enjoy the three point contest. I feel like, when I go into it, I feel like the three point contest is boring, but I I always end up enjoying it because mm-hmm. just like you said, you know, I mean, it's watching Steph win it on a buzzer beater, that was awesome. Um, I would have because it was just All Stars, it wasn't as good, I think, because I would have loved to see Joe Harris come back. Um, obviously, Booker was he hurt still or was he sick? Why he didn't? He like, sprained play? his knee. Okay, so Mike Conley, who took his place in the All Star game, also took his place in the uh, three point competition, which. Kudos to him for coming in and almost like knocking Steph off. Like, yeah. You're you go from not in the all-star competition to going mano mano with the best shooter that ever lived. Yeah, I really wanted him to do a lot worse because I wanted to be able to slander the Utah Jazz a little bit more. Oh, uh, we will. Oh no, it's we definitely coming. will for sure. <laughs> um like, they're better three-point shooters than Mike Conley in that all-star game you could have picked for. I think it was because it was Devin Booker, so they just kind of slid him right in. But Yeah, I, I'm positive that's what it was. I'd much rather would have like Bradley Beal in there. But Mike Conley, he got second, and it was really close. So kudos to him. But similar to the dunk contest, like Mike Conley, he's a great – or he used to be a great player. He's a pretty good player still. He doesn't have that star power for me, like – Bradley Beal in a three-point contest, that gets the juices going. Mike Conley's mm-hmm. like the like and he's a nice enough guy from like all I've heard, but like, it just doesn't do it for me. Him, no, but I think m- most of the names in there, like Zach Levine. Yep. I'll watch Zach Levine shoot. The kid's unreal. For sure. Steph is obvious. Devin Booker, if he was there, was obvious. There were six guys total. I'm I'm definitely blanking. So we had we had uh Steph, Levine, Tatum, Brown. That's four, Conley, and there was a sixth. Who it was, I don't remember, but they were obviously an all-star too. But so yeah, it's like, I, I don't remember who it is. They were definitely an all-star. Uh, but yeah, it's like, that's interesting to me because they're all all-stars. I think for the dunk contest, as you look this up, I'll, I'll go one step further. I think a lot of the established guys just won't do it. Um, so I think it's going to be up to like Ja Morant and Zion's class to save the dunk contest. Like if they go in and do it, and just say like, hey, if I lose, who cares? Like, I'm. It's not about who's cool and who wins, you know. Like, yeah. for instance, the three point contest last year, Devin Booker was in it. He's an all star. He lost the Buddy Heald. Who cares? 
People tuned in to watch Devin Booker. No one thinks less of him now because he lost a Buddy Heald who is not as good as him. So yeah, I think it's got to come to to guys like Zion and Ja just being like, look, we'll do it. Yeah, we'll put on a fucking show. doesn't really matter who wins. Let's get some judges who know what they're doing and just like giving the younger generation control of the dunk contest. So Ja, this was his rookie year. So I don't know if anything's changed or will change, but he said he'll never do the dunk contest. He tweeted uh, that out again. Did he? Okay. And it was about, uh, yeah, he tweeted it out this weekend and it was about the judges. But that's what I'm saying. Like, they should have, you know, how like when got, when players get a sneaker deal, sometimes they give them creative control on what mm-hmm. the shoe will look like. Yeah. What if we just gave the players creative control on what the dunk contest would look like? Like, Bill Simmons floated this out here. What if we just did one to 100 in terms of a score? Instead of one to ten, like why limit us? What if the dunk was a seventy-two? Because like there's a big difference between like a seventy-two and a seven. Like seven, you're like wow, I, all right, yeah. Um, so like things like that. Like say Ja can do it, but we have a selective process of judges. We have like a group of guys who all want to do it together. Like it's just going to come down to a players' alliance of people who want to do it. So just with you like kind of throwing that out there, kind of got the uh, like going in my head. What if we had current players be the judges? Ooh. Current players and like a split of like current players and like Twitter personalities. <laughs> like, I want like Dragonfly Jones to be uh, yes. the <laughs> That'd be perfect. <laughs> that would actually be really funny. Um, here's one. Every person in the dunk contest gets to choose one judge, it's a player from their team. It's like Zion says, I want Josh Hart to be my judge. John Morant says, Jonas Valanciunas is my judge. And together, they make up a panel of eight guys. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to like, it's not going to favor you in any way. If your guy gives you a 10, it doesn't matter. There's still six other guys, five other guys sitting up there who aren't right. going to give you a 10 if the dunk sucks. Yeah, I, I think you do run into the problem where like let's say Jonas is being fair and Josh Hart isn't. So like Jonas gives Jaw an eight, Josh gives Zion a ten when it should have been an eight. Um but like I but like imagine so like LeBron, beat him up. KD, yeah, we could do that. But imagine like LeBron, KD, Westbrook, Joel, like imagine like though like big name dudes being like the judges. That'd be crazy. That'd be awesome. I think that would actually I think that's actually a really good idea. I feel like the most hype part about the dunk contest is it's like the dunk is probably third. It's the commentators in your ear. And then it's the NBA section when they pan to them after the, like when you see like Andrew Wiggins, like, Whoa, you know, what the fuck was that? Yeah. Yeah. That's that always is crazy. And the, the dunk is like the third most hype thing about the dunk contest. It's all about the atmosphere. It's all about the showmanship. That's all. It's literally that's all All Star Weekend is. That's why people fly in and spend thousands of dollars just to be able to make it look like they know somebody or are somebody. Yeah. It's all showmanship. So I agree. What if we just made that section into the judges? And I think part of the reason why people are turned off, at least players are turned off, they don't have respect for the judges. You know, it's like former players, and we've talked about it before. Like Shaq's been a judge. I don't think Shaq has many allies in the game right now. There's not <laughs> right. a lot of guys. And then like there was a controversy with uh with D Wade and given the tens, I, I forget the exact details, but like that didn't go well. Right. And now you gotta sell that to who? Like 
John Morant. And he's going to be like, fuck that. I'm not going to get screwed over like that and hurt my rep yeah. for some guy who used to play in the NBA. Yeah, I mean, like, it's cool to see, like, Dr. J and, like, Spud Webb out there. But it's also, like, Spud Webb was 5'6", and he won dunk contests because he was 5'6", and could dunk, not because he was doing, like, some crazy cool dunks. Mm-hmm. Like, Zach Levine was doing, like, behind the back from the free throw line dunks. Like, Spud Webb, you can't do that. You could never do that. Dr. J yeah. couldn't do that. Like, <laughs> maybe we just get – LeBron probably could do that. Katie probably – you know, like, these guys at least know – like how hard this would be. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe one one alumni judge. That's my that's my last thing okay, on how to that. fix a dunk contest. One alumni. So it's either Dr. J, it's Dominique, mm-hmm. MJ. Somebody MJ. I yeah. I don't know if he'd do it because no. he has like a vesting interest as Hornets yeah. owner. I don't know if he's allowed. Yeah, but like, but like magic. a former player who won. I think yeah. they need to have won the dunk contest. Okay. I've been and on like that. The honorary old man. You know, Dr. J, even like like Jason Richardson, like just get yeah. somebody because they don't That's have to be one. from the 80s. They can be from the 2000s. They're retired at this point. Vince Carter. Vince Carter Vince is a perfect one. one. That'd yeah. be a perfect one. Yeah. Yeah. Honorary old person. All the rest judges are current players. Yeah. It'll get people back in that are of name value. We just fixed the dunk contest. Dude, you are crazy. welcome. NBA. It's crazy how much better we are. Than at this I don't are. understand why people think being commissioner is hard in the NBA. It is not. It just aside from the China conundrum, I don't see why people think this is hard. No, it's the easiest job in the world, and we just like on a weekly basis, we just make the league better. And every yeah. once in a while, they'll steal our idea. So I, yeah, they, I love one. the way that they play play out like that. Yeah, take this one. Uh, so the actual game itself is probably the thing I have the least amount on. I yeah watched it. It was fun. I, oh, this would be my only sentence, and I'm off it. Because I want to talk about actual competitive NBA games. Sure. Um, it's the only sport where when they don't try, it's still exciting. Mm-hmm. So I think the Pro Bowl is very boring because they don't try. MLB, you almost have to try, but even then they're playing around. This, they're not trying, and it's still very exciting because Dame Lillard and Steph trading half-court shots is awesome. Yep. So I, I do enjoy that aspect. That's my. That only is take. how I wanted that game to end. Too. You know, I think it was Chris Webber called it. Like, so who's pulling up from half court? Oh, Dame is right here. Then he pulls up from half court, sinks it, game over. That was cool. Awesome. Um, I, I would have enjoyed it more. And this isn't anything to do with the All Star game. It's just like Team Durant kind of sucked because they were missing two of their you know three or four best players. Yeah, but like you can't lose by twenty in the All Star game. Especially when it's like not timed. It's like there's a hard cap. 24 points in the fourth quarter. That's the cap. You can't lose by 20. I know. That's crazy. Um, very uh, love the Scott Stotts memes that were coming yeah. from. <laughs> that, especially when it's like, like, for charity, too. That's tough. Like you win a quarter, it goes to charity. I didn't win any fucking quarters. So. Well, thank God. Remember the one year they invited all those kids out to like sit in the, in the stands? Uh, when there was like the the kids from the charity it's so, like when their team scored they were like cheering and going nuts because it was like <laughs> all right we're gonna win a hundred thousand dollars like imagine imagine kids being there and watching team durant get the doors blown off <laughs> and them going home and be like we just flew to atlanta for absolutely no reason <laughs> yeah i don't i don't terrible. know how you don't you don't win a quarter come on i know what are we doing i saw um it was LeBron versus MJ to like decide who the goat was. It was like 
LeBron as GM, 100% win rate. MJ as GM is like 47% or something. I, I, he's the owner, but you know what I mean. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's LeBron is decent at drafting star players, it appears. He's been doing it for you know a decade and a half. He's finally getting credit for it. Good for him. I guess. I've, I've never been a huge fan on how he builds it. But like you said, Team Durant being down a few guys certainly skewed that in a very awkward fashion. But I think that leads us into storyline of the second half is Durant's health and just the Brooklyn Nets. So the other storyline was the Nets getting Blake Griffin as if they needed any more firepower to add to that team. Uh, so I have a lot of thoughts on this, but I'll let you take it away. Just first of all, give me your quick thoughts of Blake to the Nets. So I feel like Blake to the Nets, we talked about how we don't like the buyout situation, how they kind of handle it a few episodes back. But once it's done, I feel like him bullshit. going to, yeah, it was super bullshit. But once it's done, him going to the Nets was like, everyone is Nets or Lakers and Lakers didn't sound like they were ever in the race, actually. Yeah. Uh, and I looked it up. He just, because he is just getting paid like, you know, 20 million this year from the Pistons. He just signed a league minimum with the Nets. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's crazy. Blake That's Griffin, what makes it bullshit. Like it's just like it's the only sport where a guy you can get a quality player for a garbage bin value. It's gonna happen with Boogie too. Someone's gonna get Boogie. An ang- we talked about this again. Someone's gonna get an angry Demarcus Cousins for pennies on the dollar. It happened before. That's how the the Warriors got him to start, right? Yeah, they, they signed him. Now he's coming off an injury, so it's a little bit different. But the buyout market is always ridiculous to me. I will uh, – so Blake to the Nets is interesting for, for two reasons to me. I think people – nobody watches Detroit Pistons games. No. Not even people from Detroit. Let's no. just be honest. So I don't think people like realize what Blake is at this point. It's not going to be Lob City with him and DeAndre Jordan on that Brooklyn team. Right. I think that's a little bit what people are expecting. That's not going to be the case. But I do think he certainly serves value – Blake Griffin can be a stretch four for you now. You couldn't have said that in years past, but now, now you can say that. And he's going to have to, because I'll tell you how a playoff game is going to go. You're going to have all your attention on the big three. Somebody's going to be open. That's not them. Like someone's just going to stand there in a corner. It's going to be him and Joe Harris. And then all they have to do is stand in a corner. And that is their only job on offense. And they might score 12 to 14 to 16 in a playoff game just based off that. I feel like our biggest concerns with the Nets, it was defense. They've It's not great, but they're in the top half of the league now. And their depth. Well, guess what? They're, one of their biggest like issues at depth with their bigs. They had DeAndre Jordan, and then like Jeff Green was playing center for them. <laughs> they don't, like, Blake Griffin, he'll probably come off the bench at least to start. He's better mm-hmm. than DeAndre Jordan is. Yeah, but would he play? Would you play him at the five? Well, I mean, you'd Why play not? him at the five if you wanted to go small when DeAndre Jordan is out. Is but it going small? A, Kevin Durant's seven feet tall. Here, well, here's the issue, and it all comes back to Joel Embiid. Okay, C- can any of them? Can anyone on that team guard Joel Embiid? And well, like, no, I don't think anyone in the league can guard Joel Embiid though. So, like, I, that's true. I was about to say it's a problem that a lot of people have. I think the Lakers. The, with Gasol and Davis, if they played them in a seven-game series, match up pretty well. Yep. I think the Bucks can survive because they have the Lopez brothers 
or they have Brooks, Brooke Lopez, and they have Giannis. The Nets still, even with Blake, I mean, there's no no chance that he's staying in front of Embiid. There's no chance he could guard. If it comes down to it and you have Blake and DJ on the court at the same time, that means Blake's going to be guard, having the guard Simmons or Tobias Harris. That's not going to work. So there's still issues, I think, on defense for them. Um, Honestly, I think I'd probably put KD or Blake on Simmons and then just let Joel do what he does to DeAndre. Like, it is what it is. I think that's – I honestly think that is what a playoff game is going to come down to. It's so funny. It's like – for the Nets, I'd say their storyline is, can you survive Joel scoring 45 points? Like, can yeah. you survive that? And I think for the Nets against anybody, could Blake Griffin, Joe Harris, or TLC and Landry Shamit, like, could one of them give you a 20-point game because the defense isn't paying attention to them? And just avoiding – I think they'll be in great shape if they just avoid, like, an Andre Roberson – 2016 yeah. disaster that the Thunder had, right. or Harrison Barnes in the finals, well, that disaster mm-hmm. where they were just like giving them open shots and they just couldn't do it. Like, if they avoid that disaster and get something from the role players on offense, I think they're in good shape. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I think the best strategy for Brooklyn specifically defending Joel in a seven game series is when it gets you got to double them like with like whoever's the the primary defender and katie you have to double them uh yeah yeah i mean thank you that's the best strategy the raptors are very good at it Mm -hmm. it's hard to replicate um it's something you have to practice for sure what's that you have to practice that that can't just be like a game you know oh we're gonna double him now that has to be like strategized and it's just like well, that's why I love NBA playoffs. Is it could be like one quarter, like DeAndre Jordan getting in foul trouble for a quarter could change an entire series with the Sixers. Mm-hmm. Like, if you don't, ha- if he's the only one, if you don't have him, like you legitimately could be in a situation where Embiid has a twenty point quarter, and that could be the game, and yeah. you could be screwed. Um, but that's the beauty of of NBA playoff basketball is picking out other people's weaknesses. So that's one thing to keep an eye on. But I do think them getting Blake is a positive to the depth, like you said, because yeah. I think he can be a stretch for, for them. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'm still focused on that, like how they're going to defend the defense. It's really, if they're going to double, it's put KD on Ben Simmons and really just have him float. If Ben doesn't have the hands in the ball. That's the, the problem with, with, with Ben. So that's why I think the Sixers will be active at the trade deadline, whether it's Lowry, but he healed. If they can pull these off, um, love the quote from Ryan Rosillo of Kyle Lowry, just like telling people that he was leaving Toronto for like a month. I was like, okay, interesting. Um, I wonder why why he's not getting the Anthony Davis hate. If that's true, why is he not getting the Anthony Davis slander? He has a ring. All right. Like I told, we were talking about this pre-show. There are very few people who can pull that off. But Toronto, I think, will ever be associated with Kyle Lowry because their popularity has skyrocketed. They won a ring, and he mm-hmm. is their like assist steals, charges leader, right. three-pointers made, like free throws made, like everything. He's their leader in everything freaking possible. So if you put in 12 years and then say, hey, it's, it's done, like we had a great run, retire my jersey, but I, I'm going to go chase a ring somewhere else. Mm-hmm. I think that's why. 
Um, yeah, so that, that that's why I think uh, we'll, we'll see on Lowry or Heald and what the Sixers do and just try to put enough shooters to avoid the, uh, the Simmons conundrum again where right. someone could float on him and just not guard him in the last four minutes of a game. Yeah, Philly, Philly scares me. If I'm a Philly fan, playoff Philly scares me. In a good way or a bad way? Like they scare you like, oh, they could If I'm a win. Philly fan, it scares me in a bad way. I don't trust Tobias Harris and Seth Curry to give you a combined 30-plus. Now, you're going to need that. They definitely do need that. I feel like Tobias has earned the trust. I think Steph will get the uh, – or <laughs> Steph, <laughs> yes, Steph will get it. I wish he got the opportunity. <laughs> that team would be un- ridiculous. Yeah, that would be no, Seth and Tobias, I think, will they'll, they'll certainly get the opportunities because, like you said, I don't see a playoff series where you wouldn't double Joel on every mm-hmm. single possession. Yeah. So um, it's not like you can take Simmons off the court, though. He would just – but, again, in a playoff series against the Nets, you need him to guard Harden. And I've thought about this all week. It's just like mad defensive <laughs> matchups – if the Sixers play the Nets, and why it would make sense to put Simmons on on Harden and Tobias on KD, and like who would guard Kyrie? Does Matisse Thybul deserve to be in the game? He's just like he gives. He's just a black hole on offense. Can you play him the last four minutes of a deciding playoff game? Thought about all. <laughs> Kyrie just taking Seth Curry's ankles for forty eight minutes would be so funny. That's why. I, yeah, I know. I just wish that Matisse like could just like dribble the ball. Shoot thirty two percent. Shoot just above like thirty two percent. Like not even after the league minimum. Yeah, make sixty five percent of your free throws and shoot thirty two percent from three. I'm not asking much, but just like he's borderline unplayable on offense. Yeah, and on defense is one of the best players in the league. And like you yeah. need him to guard Kyrie in this situation, and I don't think you can because he can't play offense. I think Brooklyn's yeah, one of the only teams that like that two three Ben Simmons Matisse Thybulle zone won't work against either. I don't think so either. Yeah, I but I think anybody like any like there's no defense that works against Kevin Durant. Like you just have to be yeah. mentally prepared to walk into that building. And I actually I'm glad you brought that up because I want to get into the one seed talk. Okay. And if the Nets do they get the one seed? Do they even try? Do they not try and still get it? KD is that guy. It doesn't matter the defense. It doesn't matter the arena. It could game seven could be in Brooklyn. It could be in Philadelphia. It could be in Milwaukee. It could be in fucking Rutgers Park, the Palestra. He, he mm-hmm. 35 is going on your skull from that yeah. guy. And it yeah. doesn't matter. It does it not doesn't matter. matter. <laughs> no. So that's like one thing to me. Like they might not try for the one seed because they know like KD might is going to give you 35 to 40 no matter where you play the game. I think it depends. And they're in New York, so maybe they care a little bit more, I think, about COVID restrictions. More teams mm-hmm. are being allowed to have players in. States are removing restrictions. Uh, more people are getting vaccinated. If if the playoffs just are like, if it's like a bubble or if the playoffs, you, like you can't have fans, period. I don't think the Brooklyn Nets care. And I don't think it matters. If fans are in the arena, Brooklyn wants home court throughout. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, you don't. You, know you don't want to go to Philly. Like, you don't want to go to Philly for Game Seven. Not a chance. No, you don't want to go to. <laughs> that, I mean, the Celtics are nowhere near this conversation. You don't want to go to Boston for Game Seven. I would not want to play a Boston Game Seven. Right. 
I've seen Boston. I've seen Boston game sevens. I will. I always appreciate the Boston atmosphere. As much as I hate the Celtics, I love like Boston. Is there a better atmosphere than Boston in like a game seven for a Red Sox Celtics game or like the Patriots in the AFC championship? Like, I don't think I've only been to Boston sports stadium, so I'm not the greatest person to ask, but it's incredible. I mean, from yeah, I've I've never been, but from like a viewpoint of television, it looks everything is just like you can, you can feel the electricity of the moment in, in like TD garden. If that makes sense. Yeah. Just the watching fans, it on TV. The fans, at least when I, every time I go, there's always one player and it's never even like LeBron or uh, when Kobe played Kobe. It's all like, we used to like heckle like Sam Cassell. <laughs> like, <laughs> I remember like vividly <laughs> as a kid calling Sam Cassell an alien. Like, I remember that. He's an assistant coach for the Sixers now. <laughs> I I He played for the Celtics at the end of his career. I like Sam Cassell when he, I, I forget what team it was, but it was one of my first games going to the garden. And we were just all saying Sam Cassell looked like an alien. He's got a weird shaped head, dude. That's he aliens. Right. He's I mean, he's, he's, yeah. And he's like bald, bald. Like he shaves that shit every day. Bald. Yeah. It's too easy. It's shiny. That's another thing. Yeah. Shiny head, bald. That's alien all day. Yeah, Wally Zerbiak like, used to get this work. Everybody, everybody's up for grabs. Yeah, you better be ready. It's like the Twitter comments. You better be ready for war. Right. The Boston Garden is just Twitter. <laughs> oh my God. That was uh, the OG Twitter. Yeah, that was the yeah. OG taunting. Yeah. Um, Speaking of, do you have anything left on the Nets before? They're we- good. They're good, man. That's all I got. They're very good. They're scary. They're very good. So speaking of going to war, since the Nets are so good, mm-hmm. you would like to win as many games as possible and avoid them getting the one seed. So like hypothetically, right? it would help if your star players could play. I would so, like think hypothetically, so. if we were in a fucking pandemic, mm-hmm. you might say, hey, maybe we should scratch the exhibition game this year. You could, like you hypothetically, yeah. if you were like a good commissioner. Mm-hmm who cared about people and not money. Right. You would say, Hey, let's scrap this stupid exhibition game. So we didn't lose any of our players for games that actually matter. Sure. But these again are all hypotheticals because Adam silver is one of the biggest scumbags on the planet. I need the Sixers to win a championship because I don't think people realize how funny it'll be when they present us the trophy at the Wells Fargo center. And we boo the shit out of the commissioner and our own owner. Like we'll we'll win and still be booing everyone on the stage who touches the trophy. Yeah, I think that's the only reason I would like to see Philly win. Like ever, like I, you know, fuck Philly forever and always. But like that would be funny. It, it reminds me of when the Patriots won and Goodell presented Brady with the uh, trophy. It's just like that was a great moment. I mean, just raining booze. That's all we want. And I Philly will give it to you. Philly's probably one of the only teams that will. I don't think. Nothing on the top of my head. Like, who's booing Adam Silver? Other than like Philly fans, people do just because like, oh, you're the com- you're the person of power. So right. people like you always get boos. Like, but in that moment, got, yeah, like he got, he even got boos like when the Warriors won, which is like, dude, well, yeah. what 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 went wrong for you in the past <laughs> four years that you were booing? <laughs> um, so no, we will absolutely torch that guy. Like, it, it will be hilarious television. Well, I good wish thing for Adam happen. Silver, that'll never happen. So <laughs> whatever. You know, I legitimately don't think people will realize how bad it'll be. But 
I, I'm just looking at the standings right now. There's the East is so much closer than I thought it was. In my head, like Philly is like 13 games above everyone. And I mean, the eighth seed is separated by seven games, which is like that's a decent amount of games, but that's not a crazy amount of games. Well, yeah, and that's part of it. So two things. One, the, the schedule shortened, so you're playing 72 instead of 82. So mm-hmm. with condensed schedule, it makes everything a little bit bunched in together. And then right. this back half, it's even more condensed. So you, it's going to be rapid fire. You're going to see standings changing day by day, depending on who plays. Like right. and You mentioned before, I didn't even realize the Celtics were the four seed. They mm-hmm. were the nine seed a week ago. But right. you're going to see movement like that going forward in this second half. But that's what worries me specifically for the Sixers. They're going to be without uh, Joel and Ben to start for one game, if not two games. Hopefully they don't test positives. So far they've been negative. But it's just like so ridiculous to me because we all saw this coming. It's an exhibition game. The players came out and said they want to do it. Or I'm sorry, the players came out and said they didn't want to do it. The fans, you can tell by the ratings, said they don't care about it. They mm-hmm. went ahead, did it anyway, and now you're in a situation where the one seed in the East, who's up by a half a game, is not going to have their two-star players to start the second half because of the all-star game that you wanted to throw for nothing else aside from profit for the league. It's just its so ridiculous to be in this position. And like I said before, I can't wait to be – it's going to be May, and I'm going to be stewing. I'm going to be irate. Sitting on my couch watching a game seven in Brooklyn or Milwaukee and thinking about losing to the Washington Wizards on a Friday night in March because we didn't have our two all stars because Adam Silver had the throw in Atlanta charade of all places, an Atlanta all star game in a pandemic. Like it, it was like if you could put out two things where everyone in the room would say this is a bad idea, it was. Burger King saying women belong in the kitchen in International <laughs> Women's Day. And Adam Silver being like, we should throw an all-star game in Atlanta during a pandemic. Like, who okayed this stuff? <laughs> the, the Burger King thing was – that was the wildest shit I've ever seen. What are we doing, who guys? Who green-lighted that? It's like the virus letter thing. Oh, they got caught. No, they didn't get caught. They, they tweeted it. put it out themselves. <laughs> Getting caught would be like some intern leaking the the plans to do that. You don't get caught when you tweet it. That'd be if the intern forgot to log out of their account, made a joke about like International Women's Day, for it, but accidentally dirted on the Burger King account. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> what the fucking idiots! What like? Who? And of course, it's Burger King too. Like, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Well, like, couldn't you just said, "Hey, we're gonna try to make our food edible for once." Like, <laughs> hey guys, we're, we're gonna, gonna cook our- more women. Yeah, <laughs> today for you, we're gonna cook our food. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's not gonna taste like the episode of SpongeBob where the Krabby Patty was sitting on the ground for sixty days, and then Mr. Krabs ate it and immediately had to go to the hospital. Uh, I think my my favorite part of All Star Weekend was like the GoFundMe's afterwards of people being like. <laughs> The unemployment check didn't hit. I'm trying to get back to Memphis. Help me out. It's like, bro, why are you flying to Atlanta then? What are we doing? And it'd be like, I have to get back to my kids. You look for kids to go to All-Star Weekend? Right. It's not even like, a, cool, like, it's not even like a fun All-Star Weekend. It's like the worst. All, the All-Star game is going to be in Cleveland next year, and that's oh. a better event. 
They should have done Cleveland imagine. this year. Cleveland should have been this year because no one's going out in Cleveland. It was supposed to be. And then they canceled oh, the All-Star game. And they were like, oh, wait, what if we just did it in Atlanta instead? As if that was going to go well. And then I love that uh, every news channel is like, hey, we're going to see a spike in COVID because everyone went to spring break into, a, into the All-Star game in Atlanta. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Why? <laughs> it's just so avoidable. Oh, God, I hate it here. I hate it here so much. I hate um, him so much. Um, one more thing on this. So Joel Embiid is having an MVP year. He mm-hmm. is the odds-on favorite right now. Um, he's having a historically dominant season that I didn't even realize how historically dominant it was. I was just going over some numbers, and he's having similar seasons to Shaq and Hakeem Olajuwon. Crazy. I'm not saying he's better than these people. Right. God knows if Shaq hears this, he'll go nuts. So people who are also in the MVP race, they're – defenders are coming up with reasons why Joel shouldn't be. And one of them is availability games played. So at the end of the year, we're going to tally up the votes and the, the, what Bill Simmons says, like the LeBron mafia mm-hmm. or people who like Harden, they're going to not vote for Joel Embiid because, Oh, he didn't play enough games. He, he wasn't available enough or people who like Giannis. Like if Giannis has a strong second half, he was there for his team. Drew holiday was out. And, but Giannis was there. Joel wasn't there for games. And it'll be like, yeah, he couldn't play because Adam Silver wanted to throw this charade in, in Atlanta. Like, it's not because, like, I get it. Before, like, he had foot surgery. This is a little bit different. But I can see that mm-hmm. coming a mile away, them taking MVP away from Joel for not being available, despite the fact that he's having a historically fantastic season where he's a 50-40-90 game as a center. Yeah. I mean, so as of today, this is one of my – concerns going forward joel's my mvp right now i am of the camp i'm not saying this specifically for joel but i'm saying this for all awards i do think there needs to be a games played minimum i don't think I, joel's this is gonna be his like six game or this is gonna be a seventh miss game i think yeah. that that's fine you can miss seven games that's not a big deal uh, i think when it's a regular 82 game season you need to play at least 62 games that's fair. That is to, to win an award. That's all. That's been my thing last couple of years. So uh, Joel's missed games at this point doesn't even like register for me. If he misses like 15 games, that's one thing, but he hasn't done that. It's been like seven. I think uh, Thursday is going to be his seventh game and we're halfway right. through the year. So like, that's not a big deal. Uh, and it's also, I, I have that like restriction because it's usually really close. Like, for the most part, there's, like, one, two, three guys that, like, might win it. Right now, I think it's Joel going away with the award. Mm-hmm. I do think if he doesn't keep this up and if the Sixers start falling in the rankings, I th- I think it's going to be a big argument of James Harden winning MVP. <laughs> Which will infuriate me because the, the talking point on Embiid would be like, oh, he didn't play enough games. And then like Harden didn't show up and was at Lil Baby's birthday party and missed the first two weeks of the season. We're like, wait a second. Whoa, 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 whoa. So that's allowed, but not right. Joel missing games. Like uh, Harden so far has only played like 23 games or something like that of the 36 or something, something crazy. Really? He, that's, I didn't know that. You, yeah, look it up, but he's missed some time. Like he didn't play. Now, once he I got really- to Brooklyn, he missed a few games. Uh, I think he and it's weird, like with a trade, like you have to clear COVID protocol. Uh, so he like ha- he couldn't play right away. So he has missed a lot. He's played thirty-one games. Thirty-one of how many? 
Uh, look at Brooklyn. Brooklyn is 24 and 13. So that's 37. So he's missed six too. I thought he, he missed, missed way more. Uh, so he played eight games with the Rockets and he's played 23 with Brooklyn. And Brooklyn gotcha. has played in 37 games. So Embiid's going to miss his seventh. Harden's missed six. And he, he also, quote unquote, played for the Rockets, as in right. physically he showed up to work. Yeah. And that's about the extent of what that was. I mean, honestly, if, if, you, if we need to do it like this, I'd even be okay with counting those eight games as the Rockets as non played games. That's fine. I think maybe that's what I what that was is when I was listening. I, I've been listening to the NBA podcast nonstop. I'm so locked in now. <laughs> I wish that Adam Silver didn't kill my whole vibe. Um, but they probably discounted the eight games that he played in Houston because he just didn't try. Yeah, um, that's probably what happened. Also, he's been like a he's James Harden of old, but playing better in uh, Brooklyn right now. He was averaging like I, I didn't look, but I think it was like 16 points per game in Houston, something bad like that. So yeah, not great. Um, no. That is, if I'm a Philly fan, that's kind of because he has had such a, an amazing first half of the year, and beat has. How sustainable is it? Is like the question, which it might be like completely uh, sustainable and he's fine, no problem. Maybe, but he's been playing out of his fucking mind. So it's like, it, it is interesting to see, like, is there going to be a decline? Is the team going to decline? Because if the team gets worse, it doesn't really matter if he's playing well still. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Part of it, it's usually, we talk every time we do the TikTok where it's MVP power rankings, we say, usually it's going to be best player on the best team. Yeah. And he was the best player on the best team. Right. In the East. Yeah. But we're not going to give a jazz player the MVP. I mean, Would you like to do the jazz slander before we get into TikTok? Yeah, man. I just don't care about the jazz that much. They're like, they don't lose games and it really bothers me. But like, they're not fun. You know, I just, I think my biggest takeaway about like the whole complaining about the uh, officiating against the Sixers at the end there. That's what it, they're bitching about that. Yeah, that that and also then the next day they got drafted the last in the all star game. And LeBron was like, not to slander you, but I'm about to slander you for a minute. So then Donovan Mitchell was like, fuck you. Yeah. Again. So after he just the previous night was like, hey, fuck everybody. I think the Jazz are like the most hateable team in the NBA. So I feel like if it I usually don't care about players complaining about the officials. The officials are usually wrong. Um, (laughs) But like a lot of people don't like that but it's the jazz so who really cares you know it's not a state utah's not real <laughs> they're i wish they were bad because i just don't like them like i just i, I don't like their colors i don't like their fake state i don't like any of their players i don't like their soaking nope <laughs> nothing fuck those guys fuck those guys all right i'll i will my team was obviously involved, so we know mm-hmm. what side I take. So I'm I'm gonna be try to be unbiased because I think I have a reasonable take. Were they right? Can... Were the Jazz right? No. Oh, okay. Right. No. And I'm not even saying that as like an unbiased. And I think that goes into my point. Is like uh, they had no bu- look. Let's just get it straight out. 
Donovan Mitchell did not get fouled. He got terrorized for four minutes by a 6'10 maniac who runs a 4-4. That's what it was. If you look at his end of he had he ended up with 31 points. He shot 10 for 34 and turned the ball over seven times. Like it was not a, like it was not a Ben Simmons thing. He just didn't play well. Um, and even in the two-minute report, there was nothing there. So I love the two-minute report. I love it too. It's just like, okay, what are we gonna do with this information? Yeah, we know you screwed up. And we don't need a report to tell us that you, you watched the replay and still don't know what the hell was going on. I only see it for the Celtics. And it's, they always get fucked. So I'm just like, yeah, no, there's another one. Yeah, they didn't call that yeah. foul. Oh, they called this foul, though. Fucked us. Yeah, hey, thanks. We can't yeah, go back I, and play the last two minutes. Why are we doing this? The Celtics <laughs> would be like tied with the Sixers right now if like the rest didn't fuck us. Easily, <laughs> easily. Five wins if the rest are just not bad. Five wins, yeah, but they are. The the end of game situation in basketball right now is ridiculous, but yeah, we're right. we're getting we're getting yeah. sidetracked. So uh, right. say something nice about the Nets. All right, so they feel that they were slighted. Mm-hmm. So I just want to say this: watching that game, I was very impressed with the Jazz, and there were some storylines that got overlooked because they bitched about how the officials screwed them over. They shot over fifty percent from three, closer to sixty percent. Uh, they no matter if they won or lost that game, and it was a hard fought game in the end of a road trip going into the all star break, it went to overtime. Even so, they finished with single digit losses for the for the start of the pass, first half. They looked like an actual title contender. And as someone who didn't watch the jazz a lot, that was my first time saying, you know what, this team might be legit. And I think that would have been the takeaway the next morning on every show if they wouldn't have thrown a temper tantrum about how everybody hates us and the officials screwed us over and not just being like tough, tough loss, but we're straight. Like we're going to be the one seed of the West going into the all-star break. They just take the L and go home. No one would have worried. And I think people would have been like, you know, this team could be like the Spurs when they beat the heat where they don't really have like an alpha guy, but they do have a lot of depth. And Jordan Clarkson comes off the bench and hits 63s. And Joe Ingles comes off the bench and hits 63s. Like that would have been the storyline the next morning. But instead it was Ben Simmons put me in solitary confinement (laughs) and actually the officials won them the game. And it was just like bullshit. And it's not just that, but how they lost. And the Sixers' plan was so simple. It was set a slip screen to get a solid post entry to Embiid in regulation and then Harris in overtime and just go mano a mano, one-on-one in the post and bully the shit out of someone who is smaller than you and score. And that was their whole plan, and it worked effectively. And to come out after that and say the officials were the issue made them look so soft. Yeah. I mean, I... Until the Jazz do it, I'm not going to think of them as a title contender. I don't think. I've, I think I've, in my mind, I've put it to rest. I was like going back and forth until – I mean, they don't even pl- allow you to play Jazz in Utah. So, like, you can't <laughs> win a title. It's, it's just – it is what it is. I don't make the rules, but it is what it is. Um, I would really, really like to see the Suns take the Jazz one spot away. They're two and a half games back. It's like, I know. <laughs> I'm pissed off Devin Booker coming back to, oh. or <laughs> or just like a two three matchup where it's the Jazz and the Lakers, and just like imagine that mentality of oh the officials won us won the other team the game playing against LeBron 
in a playoff series. Like I, that just that was such a loser mentality that I went from watching three quarters of that game and being like, this team's legit to by the end being like, oh my God, they're throwing a temper tantrum over this. Like, could they make it out of the first round in the West? <laughs> Listen, they're gonna come they're gonna play the Mavs of the Warriors in the first round. Yeah. Steph Curry's dropping bombs <laughs> on fucking Mike Conley. That's another guy where you're like, all right, can I survive the 45 that Steph is going to score every game to win this series? Right. And the problem is usually Clay's in the corner with a 25 waiting, but. Yep. And again, just I would like to say it, Rudy Gobert's defensive player of the year is just such a ridiculous take. It's just not valid. It's just not valid. We can't keep doing this. Stop trying to make fetch a thing. Stop trying to make him a thing. Get with the times. It's Ben Simmons. And I don't even think saying that is biased because it should be a guard. It should be a perimeter player winning the reward no matter what. Lou Dort. <laughs> he has a better case. He has a better case. Of course he has a better case. Listen, <laughs> Ben Simmons didn't put 45 on Lou Dort's head. I know that. That's true. You have a point there. <laughs> I'm just saying. I bet honestly, Lou Dort would be like better at defending Joel Embiid than Rudy Gobert would. I think he would. I I, I totally. I'm not saying that for a fact. I I think that wholeheartedly. I think Gobert's best asset as a defender is his length. I think Go, I think Dort's best asset as a defender is his versatility, his strength, and he. I think mentally. Yeah, he's also Gobert's the biggest tall. fucking guy I've ever seen in my life. He is he is the football player who yeah. also like is just so athletic that they also let him play basketball. And he turns out is just so athletic that then he's good at basketball too. That's what he yeah. looks like. But a in the king. NBA. A king. Yeah. God, I can't wait for the Thunder to be good. Give it like five years, that team's gonna be coming. <laughs> wait till they get through all the fifty first round picks that they have. If they keep Shea under contract, which I don't know why he the fuck would he would say, but if they can't. They might have to, just because they have to spend money, because there's no one else to spend money on. They're going to have to like make Adam Silver introduce the franchise tag in the NBA for a couple of years just so they can yeah. keep Shea. Just to keep, tag people so they can uh, keep some keep some salary, because they can't go under the salary floor. They get pretty close. Um, yeah, that guy's awesome. Yeah. So Dort, Shea, and then like get rid of Horford for some more picks and you might be all right. Yeah, his deal's uh, out in like four years. It'll be fine. Yeah, what what uh thank God we got out of that. <laughs> People complain about Danny Green all the time. Just remember what the other option was aside from Danny Green. Like think about how we ended up with Danny Green. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't believe he had that old man that much money. <laughs> you know, what, you what, knew what, it was what, you what, knew what, it was dumb because Danny Andrews like, I want him so bad. And, and then he was still like, Yeah, I'm not giving him a hundred million. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember I do remember that playing out where it's like Al Horford's gonna resign. And then like the rumblings were, no, he's not. Which leads you to believe, okay, somebody else is willing to pay him a lot more money. Yeah. It just so happened to be the idiots who run our franchise. My favorite part about that was like Danny Andrews was like four years 80. And he was like, all right, maybe I'll consider it. And the Sixers were like, how about four 100? <laughs> 109. Like we don't, we don't start at 85 or no, we do a right to 100. Okay. It's just 109. Right. That's just, a quick 30 that's million more. Fine. You can. Okay. Hey, Al, have fun in Philly. Yeah. Oh, my God. I cannot believe that they got out of that contract. All right, let's do TikToks before we go down that road because I can do a whole podcast on on just like why. Why did that ever happen? 
All right. So tonight we are doing for the TikTok, we are doing teams to watch in the second half of the NBA season. So we've got three each. Yep. Correct. I'm correct. going three to one, like a normal sane person. Right. And really with these, I, I don't know if mine are, I, mine are in order, but all three of these teams think you can make a case for one. So sure. So go ahead. Knock us so off I just three. Dis, disclaimer, not necessarily the best. Right. They're just teams to watch for one reason or another. All right. So I'll start it off at three. I have the Raptors. Okay. One, I think they could be a contender. They're going to be a tough out in the East, or they could trade Kyle Lowry. We don't really know what they're going to do yet. We don't know how this is going to play out for them. So they are a team to watch for me. I think the Raptors are a team that could trade Lowry and still make the playoffs. I was about to say, or both. Or yeah. they trade Lowry, and they're still the sixth seed, and whoever's three is having a hell of a time trying to get them out in the East. Yeah. Yeah, the Bucks. I, the, I feel like the Bucks might just kind of fuck them up. With no Lowry? I don't know. I don't know. If Fred Van Vliet just puts like 45 up every night, you're going to have a different story. But Pascal Siakam sucks. I know. He stinks. But they're, they're just such a great team on defense that it just, you know, it's just tough. Nick Nurse is probably the best coach. Nick, yeah, Nick Nurse is probably the best coach in the league. They are so well coached. It's it's yeah. so tough and it's, it's seven game series. It's grueling. It's daunting. Yeah. So I could see a four or five Celtics, Celtics Raptors, couldn't you? Oh. Yeah, but don't say that. I'll, I'll, I don't know that. <laughs> let's hope the Knicks stay at five here because yeah, well, yeah. I'm going to walk all over Tom Thibodeau. The, the sacrificial lamb. <laughs> I'll show you what an all-star looks like, Julius. <laughs> all right. Uh, who's your three? Uh, so my three is the Suns. Okay. I mean – we we don't we don't stop talking about the Phoenix Suns, but I think I kind of made my entire point a little bit ago. A pissed off Devin Booker, two and a half games back from first place after they went undefeated in the bubble and still missed the playoffs. I think they're a piece or two away, not like a star, but just like a, another piece away from really winning it. But I think that I mean, like, I don't think the Mavs have anything for. Uh, Phoenix. I think that's a five-game series. I think the Trailblazers have a really tough time against the, the Suns. I think it's yeah. going to come down to like you know Lakers Suns conference finals if Devin Booker can like keep not even keep it up, but just like how disrespected do you feel, Devin? Show them, make a case, mm-hmm. Devin, make a case for MVP. You're not going to win it, but make a fucking case. Make them think about it. Make a second half MVP case. Make a second half MVP. You know, we gave Dame the MVP of the bubble for some fucking reason. Let's give us Devin the second <laughs> half MVP. Why not? Second half MVP. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. So that's fair. Um, all right. At two, I have the Nuggets. A few okay. different reasons. So one, I think we've seen them as a regression candidate so far this year. Can they make a push? Would they, could they get back to the Western Conference Finals? Can Jokic um, be a legitimate MVP candidate? Do they make a trade? Could they get Kyle Lowry? Stuff like that. So I don't think they are a finished product as a team. I saw a TikTok earlier that made a case for Jokic not to be MVP, but to be most improved. And it was one of the more convincing cases I've seen. He's in almost every statistical category. He's not only like up, he's significantly up. Yeah. Yeah. They always give most improved to like a guy. It's like, hey, congrats on not being a bum anymore. But right. you could make the case like he has improved in every single category as a yeah. player. 
I feel so like you do that a lot of times with like there's always one talking head who makes that case, not even like that full case, but just kind of brings that up with uh like an MVP candidate. This is the first time there's like a legit MVP candidate who like probably should win most improved. I, they're gonna give it to Julius Randle, which I don't think he <laughs> should win, but I don't know. Jokic is a problem. He is. I think he could be an MVP candidate. Depends on how they do. That his problem is the team, and they were sitting in the six or seven slot. So we'll see on the team itself. All right, who's your two? My two. It's the Knicks, but like not in a good way. Okay. Oh God. <laughs> I think, and Knicks fans aren't gonna like this, but I think watching Julius Randle in the skills challenge, which we already talked about, kind of stupid and doesn't really matter. But so you watch him in the skills challenge, watch him in the All Star game. He does not belong among actual All-Stars. That is clear as day. He's a great player. He went to Kentucky, so I obviously like him because I'm a homer. But he's like an above-average player. There are mo- I can list off probably at least 10 guys who didn't make the All-Star game who should have been there over Julius Randle. Easily. Like, without hesitation. Julius Randle is a fine player. He is not an all-star, and watching him with actual all-stars proved that. I think this team have been playing above what everyone thought, which makes the talking points a little bit louder. They're at five right now, but they're only two and a half games above the Raptors for the eighth seed. I would not be shocked to see the Knicks miss the playoffs. Wow. Entirely. I I think they'll make it, but... We'll I do think they've overachieved and five would be tough. They were at four at one point, And I think that would also, that would be borderline ridiculous. Does that make sense? Yeah. I just, I don't know. I look at a team like the Hawks who are like objectively a bad team, but like Trey Young's better than anyone on that team. John Collins is probably better than anyone on that team. Yeah. Like the Hawks are a mess though. They just, they, they don't play coach. defense. They just yeah. fired their coach. Aiden. And like everyone could see a couple, like they don't play defense. So no. I don't know. It, the Pacers are still out of the playoffs. Are they gonna them, sneak in? Th- probably for them, it's about health. Like I just don't think they're healthy enough to be a competitive team, which I guess you can say that for everybody this year. So we'll see. Yeah. Um but yeah, so uh, I think that's a good one. I do get where you're coming from. We did say Julius Randle, like Zion is like Julius Randle, except better. In every type of fashion, yeah, no, <laughs> like Nick, same Nick, build and same style, but Zion's just like better in every way possible. Knicks fans swear Julius Randle is Zion, and then you watch him next to Zion, and you're like, oh wow, that's a different. Enti- that's not even that's, a human right next to. Yeah, him. this is no, not that's an the same thing. No. <laughs> and Zion's what twenty? I don't know if he's twenty. <laughs> he might, he might be still 90. be nineteen. Yeah, he might still be. 19. <laughs> Let me check. Do you want me to do my one while you look it up? Um, sure. All right. Uh, so, well, well, did you get it? Yeah. Just... Yeah, I got it. It came up way quicker than I thought. Uh, so he's 20. He is just ter- he's, he's going to be 21 in July. Okay. So he'll he play this whole season. 2000. I hate this. Oh, we are old. God damn. Okay. Yikes. Moving All on. Right. <laughs> All right. So my wow. number one. <laughs> All right, so my number one is the Suns. I know you brought them up before, but I think they're an interesting topic because them being the two seed was a surprise. Can they make that leap and be the one seed? Could they catch the Jazz? Could they hold off the Lakers? Are they better than the Lakers? 
that to me is a great storyline. I mean, I think so catching the jazz is going to depend on both teams schedule is not so much like their head to head with the jazz, but the Suns just beat the Lakers last week. So like, I know it's but not, like, this isn't a David. fluke. Yeah. I know. But like, again, it goes to the health. Everyone's missing people. Everyone's hurt. Marcus, the Celtics were the three seed. They were nine seed last week. Marcus and Martin missed the entire season. So like, <laughs> you can't talk to me about people being hurt. I get yeah. it. Uh, yeah, Devin Booker, really good. Chris Paul, missed that layup in the skills challenge, so maybe not that good. I don't know. <laughs> maybe getting washed up. Yeah. Who knows? All right, bring us home with your with your number one. So my number one team to watch, I think it's the Warriors. Wow. Okay. They're the nine seed right now. They're a half game behind the Mavs. And I just... I, I can't imagine Steph playing a full season not in the playoffs i don't know how they're going to do it because i think the mavs no i don't think the mavs i want the mavs to make the playoffs i don't know if they can especially with chris ops just being like a like me out there he kind of sucks um in an ideal world like the spurs would get booted in the warriors of the seven seed i'd love to see like a lebron steph matchup in the first round That'd be wild. That'd be awesome. I mean, the Lakers would kick their ass, but I just I can't imagine the Warriors missing the playoffs. Steph Curry, he's just so good. Yeah, you you so want to see him in a playoff series and just say, hey, could he just do this by himself? Could he score 52 and like win a few games just like on his own? You know what would be awesome to watch the Warriors kick the Jazz out of the first round. <laughs> that would wait, didn't that happen? Wasn't that the series? Yeah, it was uh, the one eight series. Yeah, it was Warriors oh, it was the Mavericks. Mavericks. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. With, it was with Baron Davis, Davis just dunking mm-hmm. uh, on Andre Karolenko. Oh, then it was the Jazz. I think it was the Jazz with Darren Williams, right? Yeah, that's the Jazz. I thought it was Dirk. Though. Yeah, that was okay. Yeah, if we can get Maybe. a if we can get a run back of that. Yeah, give me that. I mean, I can look it up. Uh, we can look it up right now. But I'm, sure. I was, I thought it was the Jazz because it was Karolinko. I feel like I remember Jazz. being Karolinko, but I thought it was. I knew he was on the Jazz, but I th- always thought it was the One Mavs they played. First eight. Let's no, because it must have been the Mavs because Dirk won MVP that year, and he was already sent home when he accepted. Oh, uh, yeah, I you might. Be right. I don't know why, uh, but either way, like. Let's is, let's just let's make Steph the eight seed and we'll yeah. figure it out from there. <laughs> there is a clip and it's a great clip of on uh, is either Baron Davis or Jason Richardson just dunking all over Andre Kirilenko. <laughs> it's like one That's, of my favorite clips. Maybe that wasn't the playoff series because there sure. was a dunk in the playoff series that was wild from Baron Davis. I mean, but I, maybe I yeah. What, what year did Dirk win MVP? Let's find out. I don't know. <laughs> let's see. Uh. Why is everything so hard to Google? 07, he won. Okay, so 2007 playoffs. Was it then? Nope. Jazz over the Rockets. Where? Oh, where? Golden State, 4-2 to the Mavs. Yep. Wow. It was 07. Yeah, because in the second round, Dirk had to accept his MVP, but he was like just in like casual clothes because he got sent home already. Oh, yikes! That's so awkward. That's not great. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. Oh, so all right. In the next round, the Golden State Warriors played the Utah Jazz. Okay. 
Maybe that's where I'm getting it from. Yeah. That but yeah, that was one it. of the great one eight matchups. Um upset. So I think Steph could I their team's not that good. If James they Wiseman would, they would be healthy though. Yeah, I, I think they that's a that's a team that might finish top five worst records if it weren't for Steph. Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> they were just did it last year, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say like, they would just be right back in the lottery picking one if it weren't for Steph. So uh I don't know if he could pull it off, but it would be fun to watch. If there's anyone is like him and KD though. Yeah. And those guys should team up sometime. Playing that would be sick. So Steph <laughs> for Kyrie, straight up. Straight up, yeah. Let's do it in That'd Brooklyn. That'd be a great <laughs> imagine that. Steph, KD, and James Hart and Blake Griffin. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Vibes. <laughs> All right. All right. Be good for, for everything. I think I've got I've said my piece. Uh I do my last part for the show. Blake Griffin is going to play Thursday against the Celtics. He hasn't dunked a basketball since 2019. Guess guess what's happening Thursday? He's dunking. I mean, he's going to dunk Daniel Tice through the earth's crust. It's going to be awful to watch. Can't Rooting wait. for you guys. Please, please win. You, oh, well, you guys are going to lose. You need me to win. Mm-hmm. I That's mean, where I'm at. Joel, is, if Joel doesn't play, it's curtains. We don't have Ben either. We don't have yeah. either one. So. Has that happened yet? We missed both of them. Yeah, the game where we only had seven people. Oh, right, right, so right. Again, the COVID thing. It's like, okay, Embiid can't play. Like, yeah, like you're telling him he can't play. It's not because of his choice. But yeah, so uh, we'll see. Rooting for you guys Thursday. We'll see. We'll see. I don't think it's going to be that close. But <laughs> uh, So thank you for watching. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Drunk Off PNR, all of that. Subscribe, rate, share, everything. Uh, and we'll see you next week. See ya.